Yo, 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 JC in the house. Let's introduce my boys. Check it. The Ghost Adventures crew, led by Honky Zack Bacon. Then there's Aaron Goody, Hilarious and Raven. Billy Tally is fierce. Jay a little cutie. Stick him in a crawl space to catch some ghost booty. I miss him, Nick Groff, part of the OG crew, but he ghosted on the bunch. Let's start him something new. So tuck yourself in for a spooky little pod. I'm your host, Lynn, to give my boys a nod. Pump up the spirit box. Obviously. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. I am your host, Lynn, and this is episode 22 of the I Love Ghost Adventures podcast. Woot woot! Double twos. If you do not know what this podcast is, it is where I talk about how much I love the TV show Ghost Adventures. Pretty straightforward. And hopefully you've been with us for all 22 episodes. So if you have, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. This is going to be a super fun episode too because this episode talks about the latest screaming room, the ship of the damned. They are talking about their episode where they are on the Star of India. And if you're not familiar with the Screaming Room episodes of Ghost Adventures, this is where they get together in Zach Bagan's, he's got like a little movie screening room type of thing in his home, I believe. And the four guys get together and they watch an episode and they talk about the evidence. They talk about how they were feeling. They talk about, you know, just silly things. So the Screaming Rooms are a lot of fun, and in fact, I, I think I enjoy the Screaming Rooms more than any other episodes, just because not only do we get to watch the episodes and all the evidence, but we get to get a taste of how the guys are in real life and how they interact with each other, and it's clear that they really enjoy being with each other, which makes the show so much more enjoyable to watch, which is why... This show has been on for 22 seasons or whatever. And why I am dedicating a podcast to them because they they deserve it. They put in a lot of hard work and they have captured a lot of amazing paranormal evidence. So this is my tribute to the Ghost Adventures crew. Okay, so let's start off with the Screaming Room Ship of the Damned episode. So the guys are going to explore the Star of India, which is an old ship that is docked in in San Diego, California. The episode opens in a very silly way as Zach comes into the screening room or screaming room dressed as a pirate, complete with a stuffed parrot on his shoulder, an eye patch, and an earring, a big hoop earring. He said he went shopping at the pirate store. There's like a whole like a whole discussion on uh, people who dress up like pirates and cosplay and it's entertaining. I think Jay's like there's a community of people who dress like pirates. I don't know this community of people, um, but I don't doubt that that exists. I honestly do not doubt that because uh, there is a community for every type of person. Okay, so Zach says that. You know, as they're in the screening room, Zach says that this is this um, Star of India episode is his dad's favorite episode. And so he dedicates this episode to his dad who had died a year earlier. I'm so sorry, Zach. That's really hard. Um, Zach said that his dad loved it when they were being funny and goofing around and having a good time. So he, he says, 
He hopes his dad is up there looking down and laughing, and I'm sure he is. I wonder if he's... Here's a good question for you, Zach. Have you had any contact with your father since he's passed? You know, any um, paranormal experiences? I would like to know that. So let me know if that's happened, because um, I'm sure everyone would be interested in knowing that, because that would be fascinating. So... Sorry about your father. Um, I'm sure he is looking down and laughing because you guys are amazing. Okay, let's go to the episode. So they're watching this episode where they go investigate the Star of India, which is a big old ship. One of the deaths aboard the ship was a captain who completed suicide by cutting his own throat twice. He cut his own throat twice. I had to say it twice because it was twice as crazy. I guess he cut his throat once and then the next day or so removed the stitches and like cut it again. That's horrifying. And that guy was serious about wanting to die. So there was a guy on board who said he caught a shadow figure coming out of the cabin. I don't know if it's the first mate's cabin or it's the first class cabin. I was confused. Like I kept writing down various things, but I think it's the first class cabin. Anyway, he caught a shadow guy coming out of, let's just say it was the captain's cabin. So they think maybe it was him. So in the screaming room, Jay talks about how the ship is, you know, clearly all made of wood. And so the energy is like still in that wood. So the ship itself is like a floating time capsule, which is kind of a cool way to think about it. Okay, and then someone else who had died on that ship was a young boy who was a stowaway. His name was John Campbell, and he stowed away on the Star of India. And while he was on the ship, he I guess he climbed up this mast, and he lost his grip or lost his balance, and he fell from the mast. And he died not from his injuries immediately, but died three days later from his injuries, which is really super sad. And then, you know, how they always have like reenactments of what's, you know, the stories. And they show like the crew tossing a young body off the side of the ship. And in the screaming room, Zach clarifies that we did not throw a child off the ship. Just, just to clarify that we did not throw a child off the ship in this reenactment, which was kind of funny. Oh, well, they interview a guy with this awesome mustache. And so all the guys in the screaming room are are talking about how Zach should grow a mustache to go with his pirate outfit, you know, and they have to explain to Zach how to grow a mustache and then shape it into a handlebar, which seems funny that they would have to explain that to him, what a handlebar mustache is and how to grow one. So the guy working there says that he had been pushed by a spirit. And in the screaming room, Zach set, talks about how you hear someone saying they get, got pushed or touched by a spirit and like, oh, big deal. But Zach says that if you're being physically touched or pushed by a spirit, it's no joke because they are basically injecting their paranormal energy or their spiritual energy into you. So it's like pretty intense to be touched by a spirit. And Billy says that is what causes a paranormal hangover, which I would like to know more about that. He just kind of says it in passing, like, oh, you know, that's what, you know, therefore you have, you know, a paranormal hangover. I'd like to know a little bit more about that. That seems interesting. I guess, you know, that I could, I guess I picture 
a paranormal hangover being like you're being your energy is drained or you know you're having some sort of residual effects from being touched or pushed by a spirit so I thought that was interesting Zach in the screaming room he says that Zach says that he would like to take the ship out to sea and like have a show where they're all out to sea and Billy says that no way you know he'd totally get seasick and totally puke all over the place and Aaron's like, I would totally go stir crazy, which, you know, he would because Aaron seems like uh, needs to be pretty active and would go crazy on a boat after a while. I mean, we did see him having a lot of fun on a boat on a previous episode, but that was just like a boat ride. So a couple months out on a ship, Aaron would probably go nuts. And Zach says that um, he would wear his pirate outfit, though, and... Uh, then Billy jokes that uh, Jay would wear like a striped shirt, like Smee. So Smee, I guess, is the character from um, Captain Hook's first mate or something from Peter Pan. So it was funny because Smee is a, a funny, a it's not it's just a funny word, but um, it's kind of a funny character. That was funny. Jay laughed. Okay, so day two of their investigation, the guys are all dressed like sailors or a seaman. They're dressed like sailors and they're being put to work by the captain of the ship or whatever. And they're making them like hoist things. And Billy is watching it from the screaming room and he, he, he looks at his outfit and he looks like he says he looks like he's about he's selling sausages because he's got like this funny little hat on and a little scarf. It's funny. Anyway, so um, they're all like on the ship doing work and they're all going heave ho, heave ho. And in the screaming room, they're all saying heave ho with the uh, video, which is funny. And Billy's like, hey, man, that was a lot harder than it looks, you know, because they're watching the film of the, the episode. Jay was like, hey, I just saw a shot of me and I was dressed up too. Why did I dress up if I was filming which is kind of funny because like, why did he dress up? But we didn't get to see that that clip of him being dressed up. But I'm sure he looked adorable in his little sailor outfit. So then after they're heave-hoeing some rope, they have to turn the capsane. The capsane, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I can't remember. It's like um, a big gear where they're all three of them are pushing on these long poles and they're it's turning in a circle to like lift a chain like the anchor chain or something and afterwards they were like oh good did we earn our keep or did we earn the right to go on and the guy's like yes you've earned your right to go on to your next task and Zach's like well that's ghost hunting and he's like, yay. And the guy's like, hip, hip. And they're like, hooray. And he goes, hip, hip, hooray. And they, he goes, hip, hip. And they go, hooray again. And then after they're done, Aaron goes, hooray. And Zach's like, um, he didn't say hip, hip. And then all the guys in the screaming room watching that just like bust out laughing because it's so funny because it's totally Aaron and totally Zach. So watching the episode um, during the show, a guy who works there kind of pulls Zach aside to talk to him. And he says that he's had experiences on the boat. He's seen Johnny Campbell and Johnny Campbell likes to play hide and seek, stuff like that. And in the screaming room, you know, they talk about how this guy was just like some random guy who pulled them aside and he wasn't on the list to be interviewed 
And they talk about how like sometimes they get the best information from these like impromptu interviews where someone just kind of, you know, pulls them aside or says, hey, hey, I was just, you know, happened to be watching you guys and I have a story, you know. So the guy they're talking to says that he thinks it's a good idea for them to use primitive equipment because they're going to be, you know, trying to communicate with these old timey spirits, right? So if they have primitive equipment, that might be something that these um, more primitive paranormal spirits can relate to and might, you know, be uh, drawn to, to communicate with. So the crew go to an antique store that they just kind of uh, stumbled upon in the screaming room. They talk about how they just kind of stumbled upon this store. They didn't know where to go, and they just found this store. And they asked the woman who was working there if they could film in there. And she was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So they're in the store, and hilarity always ensuing. Um, Zach steps on this, like, I don't know if it's a lever or like a, like one of those horns with a, with a bulb that you might, you know, squeeze so he steps on this big thing and this like horn is like making this like wacky funny tooting sound and Zach's just like whoa and Aaron says oh my god it sounds like Zach's ass and all the guys in the screaming room you know they cut to the screaming room and all the guys are like dying laughing and you know I always love a good fart joke so it was it was hilarious love me a fart joke So they're talking about all the items in the store and in the screaming room, they're like, hey, we should have bought that harpoon gun. You know, that would have that would have been fun, but it's probably a good thing they didn't. So Zach in the show is trying to explain to the lady who works there what they're looking for and why. So the guys in the screaming room are like, you can totally see when it finally clicks. And she's like, oh, I think I get it. And then they say in the screaming room, like she's she's thinking, am I being pranked right now? Because it's like so weird. Like Zach's explaining, like we're trying to catch old timey ghosts aboard the Star of India. So we're thinking to use some more primitive equipment. Like it was just like this long explanation. And she's kind of looking at him like he's got three heads or whatever. And then she's like, okay, yeah, we have those kind of compasses and stuff. And so he's like, well, what's what's the range? And she tells him the range is like from $200 to like $2,000. And, and Zach's like, uh, let's stay away from the $2,000 because we have a budget. So she finds an old timey compass that's kind of like a floating thing in this wooden casing. It's really cool looking. And she originally says it's like $250 and they, they're trying to bargain down, bargain her down. And she's like, she's not having it, but they finally get her down to 220 and they take the compass away. What she was like 225. And I think Billy or Zach says 220. And she says, fine. And in the screaming room, they're like, oh, wow, we saved five bucks. What a deal. They're like, well, a deal's a deal. You know, at least they saved five bucks. So the investigation itself begins. And in the screaming room, Zach talks about the thrill of boarding the ship, like in the middle of the night. And that's what they live for. You know, that that whole experience, that feeling of boarding an old ship in the middle of the night to do a paranormal investigation. And he says how when they're doing that, they're not worrying about tomorrow. They're just focusing on today and their investigation. And he's like, I totally love this. And watching the show, 
it's clear they love what they're doing and get a kick out of it and that this is like what it's all about for them. So that was kind of neat. So the investigation begins. Zach is goes in alone and he goes into the first class cabin with a chest mounted IR camera and a digital recorder. So he's all by himself. It's pitch black in there. And in the screaming room, Zach talks about how much he was like drawn to that first class cabin. And he said he could have stayed there the whole time. In the screaming room, Zach's talking about this and he's eating snacks, but they don't say what his snacks are. I'm just like, I really want to know what Zach is snacking on. But anyway, you know, back in the episode, Zach can't see anything. It's completely dark. And you can see he's like kind of feeling around with his hands in front of the camera. And in the screaming room, Zach talks about how he likes to investigate in the pitch black and how, you know, he can't see anything and how they can't see the IR light. But the night is perfect because there's no, you know, um, light infiltration or light pollution or what do they call it. No light can creep in because it's pitch black outside and there's no, it's quiet. So there's not a lot of noise pollution. We'll just say noise pollution. And then in the screaming room, Jay agrees. He says, yeah, it gives you a good baseline for an investigation to start in the complete dark at in the middle of the night, you know, when everything's quiet. So Zach goes into this cabin and he reacts to like this glowing eyed doll. He, they, they all react. They're like, whoa, what was that? And I didn't see it. I don't. I think it was something that they saw that they didn't show because I didn't see this doll with glowing eyes. But apparently they all did and they all react in the screaming room. They're like, whoa. And Zach's like, I forgot about that doll. He's like, I need to go back there and buy it. And Jay's like, yeah, that would be a nice addition to your museum. But Zach admitted that it scared the shit out of him. <laughs> so um, Zach's doing his investigation and he feels like the boat is swaying. But clearly it's not because it is anchored and it's not moving. And so he says it's like the residual energy of the ship making it feel like it's moving. And then Zach hears a voice like right next to him. And it's picked up on the camera because the guys at the nerve center hear it too. But Zach's standing there in the pitch black all by himself. And he's like, what? Like, what did you say? You know, because he like hears this voice. We can't make out what it's saying. But. Zach definitely uh, reacts to it. So Zach then turns around back to the first class cabin and he hears what sounds like a child's voice. He says like a little girl's voice, um, but to me, I can't tell if it's girl or boy. And to me, it sounds like a little kid saying, put me down, put me down, which would be interesting because, I mean, that could be anything. It could be some kids playing. It could be um, the stowaway. You know, he w maybe he was caught and he was they were trying to like drag him out and he's like, put me down, put me down. I don't know. That's what I heard. I heard put me down, put me down. So it could be anything. Zach says it sounds like a little girl crying. And then in the screaming room, they say it sounded like a little kid. And they just they just mentioned that it sounded like a little kid, which I agree. It sounded like a little kid. And Zach said he still, when he was in there, he still did not see that creepy doll yet. He had Because he's still in the dark. He still had not seen that doll. So Zach, right outside the cabin, and he starts to hear the door rattling, like the doorknob turning. So he goes to the door to see if it's, if it's moving or anything, and it's not moving. In the screaming room, it's super sweet. Um, Zach says that he would not want to be investigating with anyone else but those three guys. 
And it's just like, they're all like, yeah, I totally agree. You know, it's just like, ah, you can totally feel the love. I mean, that's why I love a ghost adventures because they're such a great team, but that's especially why I love these screaming room episodes because you totally get to feel how much they really care about each other and you get to see that firsthand and it's just so great that's why I love it I love it love it okay but then Billy jokes that you know he would he'd investigate with him as long as he's not in that pirate outfit you know funny ha ha so in the screaming room Zach starts to talk about how you know how the door handle was turning in the first class cabin Um, It makes sense that the door handle would move because that would be something that, you know, the captain or whoever would touch a lot, you know, because he's opening the door. And they say that, you know, he, he may have actually, you know, touched that knob to close the door for privacy right before he completed suicide, too, which is an interesting take on it. Either way, it could just be a residual energy because that's something he would have done every day, probably multiple times a day, you know, touch that doorknob. So then Zach gets an EVP um, when he asks, you know, he asks the spirit to manifest itself. You know, he says, I demand you to manifest yourself now. And he gets this EVP that says, no, I gave up. Or they think it says, no, I just gave up, which was is really sad to think that that maybe is the captain's voice right before he decided to die, you know, c- kill himself by, you know, suicide. So that's kind of sad. And, and in the screaming room, they talk about how it would be his like last moment on the ship and how that is super sad. And Zach says he feels like an overwhelming sadness you know, while he's there after he hears that voice and he's totally just overcome by sadness. So then Zach goes back to the nerve center to be with the guys and they all hear that child's voice again. You can't hear, you know, what it says or anything, but you can definitely hear a child's voice. And in the screaming room, they say, clearly there's no child on the ship. So they're not like picking up some kid, like running around on on the ship. So most likely it's paranormal, right? So they feel like that voice that they caught, the child's voice, came from the tween deck where they have a um, night vision camera on there. So Aaron and Billy go to investigate the tween deck. And they are near the area where one of the crewmen died. Then Another death on the ship was that this sailor got crushed to death by this chain, like the chain that rolls up, like maybe the anchor it hoists the anchor and the chain kind of rolls up and he got caught in it and got crushed to death, which sounds horrible and gruesome. So they were near that area and Aaron says he gets pushed right on the stairs. He says he can feel it on his chest. He just, he gets pushed on his chest on top of the stairs. So then Aaron and Billy start using the spirit box and they get a child's voice that says, gotcha like he's playing and the one guy had said that the stowaway boy John Campbell likes to play hide and seek or tag as a spirit so they think that the voice on the spirit box that says gotcha is maybe John Campbell playing tag and then he gets the voice comes through and says can't find you so maybe they're playing hide and seek I don't know or maybe it's just a residual voice so Aaron and Billy hear the voice and they say come find us you know we're right here we want to hear we want to 
hear you. We want to see you. In the screaming rooms, Zach says that the little boy wants to play with someone and they should have like used Aaron, who is the most likely person, the most childlike person to like use some toys to play with him because Aaron acts like a child. And Aaron agrees and he's like, ah, I should have played with him. But then he says, sometimes I'm not the smartest man, even though I know I look like it. Ha ha ha. It was just a funny moment in the screaming room. So back in the episode, Zach and Billy are trying to use the old-timey compass that they bought at that antique store. And they also have this homemade device that they made called the Electroscope. And it's basically a mason jar with a cork in it. And inside the mason jar are two strips of aluminum, either aluminum foil or just aluminum, I don't know that are hanging down from the cork. And coming through the cork is a copper coil, like an antenna. And so the idea is that paranormal energy would hit the the copper coil and go down through the cork and make the aluminum flaps or the aluminum strips move, right? So they're talking about that. and, And then Zach's poor parrot dies. Well, it's a stuffed parrot. He's like, oh no, my, because it kind of like droops off his body. So he takes it off and he puts it on the seat next to him, like just laying down. So back in the episode, they're using the electroscope and you can see the aluminum pieces start to move and the old timey compass starts moving too. And the ship is not moving clearly. So there's no reason why the compass would move because you would would have to be changing direction for a compass to move, right? So the compass is moving a little bit, and then they see like the pieces of aluminum kind of move a little bit inside the jar. And so then Zach is trying to debunk it by by showing that there's no air getting in here. It's totally sealed up, and he's like blowing on it, blowing on it, and nothing's happening. And then it's amazing. Those two little aluminum strips completely open and close, like, part and then go come back together completely it was amazing it was like totally irrefutable like that was clearly not just like the shifting of the boat or a little breeze or something it was like open close so that was awesome that was a great piece of evidence that they captured with with this homemade device which was amazing And in the screaming room, they talk about how, you know, they do a lot of these experiments and they're just really trial and error. They never know what they're going to get or if they're going to get anything, you know, at all. So it was amazing that they got something with that homemade device. So in the screaming room, Billy, they're all excited, you know, when they see that. And Billy says that um, it had to be an electric field that went through the coil to make those to make those strips move. Okay, so they're back in the episode and they talk about how Aaron got pushed and they catch a light anomaly on the camera kind of around the same time that Aaron gets pushed. So then again, in the screaming room, they talk about how there's two things happening at once that kind of prove something's happening, paranormal. Like Aaron being touched or pushed and then a light anomaly shows up. And then, of course, we get, you know, these, this compass moving and these aluminum strips moving. So it's like all these things are kind of happening around the same time. So it's, you know, this is where the evidence comes in. This is where, like, the science comes in, you know. 
it takes away the idea that it could just be coincidence that, oh, you just feel something or, oh, there was a light or whatever. So in the episode, then they start to use the ovalis. And first they get the word akasha. So Jay's at Nerve Center and he looks it up. He looks up what akasha means. And in Hinduism, it means the basis and essence of all things that make up the world. So basically everything in the world. Akasha is like the Hindu word meaning all the essence of everything in the world. And in paganism, Akasha is considered the fifth element. You know, we got fire, wind, earth, and water, right? So Akasha would be the fifth element. And then the ovalist says devil, which is no fun. In the screaming room, Zach talks about, wouldn't it be cool if like Beetlejuice just showed up, you know? I think after they got the word devil, it just for some reason made him think of Beetlejuice. And he says, wouldn't it be funny if Beetlejuice just showed up? And Aaron's like, I would totally say Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice three times if he showed up. Aaron says, I'd I'd be like, Beetlejuice, tell me some jokes. You know, he's just goofy. So um, back in the episode, Zach goes back to the first class cabin and he's and they start using the SLS camera. I think maybe it's Billy using the SLS camera. He's because he's shooting Zach with it. And you know, I love the SLS camera. And sure enough, a figure shows up right in front of Zach, right by his knee. And it just kind of hanging out there. And then it goes away. So it was a brief figure, but like all the other evidence, you know, it's another clue, another piece of evidence to show that there's something paranormal going on on this ship, right? So in the screaming room, Zach says that he feels, Zach says like he he has this feeling when he was there that he shouldn't be in the cabin. And they're talking about how like no one is allowed in those cabins on tours and stuff. And Aaron starts to say something, but then Zach sees that the parrot is now sitting up in, upright in his chair and he freaks out. He's like, oh my God, because he thought the parrot came to life or something and is sitting up straight. And Aaron's like, no, I totally did that, dude. And so that was just a funny moment because Aaron gets totally interrupted. We have no idea what he, he was going to say. But um, Zach's startled by the fact that his parrot is now sitting up in the chair. Okay, so then in the episode, they all... All three of them separate. They go into different cabins. Zach, Aaron, and Billy all go into different cabins. And Billy talks about how he can't relax. He like he just couldn't relax. And then the Avalis, there he's using the Avalis again, and he gets the words slave and contrition, which then of course Jay, who's in nerve center, looks up contrition. And contrition is sincere and complete remorse. So in the screening room, Billy says, well, you know, that's what a ghost would want to do, would express himself. And, you know, maybe he didn't get a chance to express remorse before he died, or, you know, he feels remorse now and wants to express himself. And Zach talks about how, yeah, that's what that's what the Avalis helps the spirits do. And what they're there for is to help these spirits communicate what they want, you know, what, what it is that they want. So then on the Avalis, they get grace and funeral. And Zach points out that, you know, the captain had a funeral at sea. And so did the little boy because they tossed him overboard. And so in the screaming room, Zach talks about how like being able to talk to these 
spirits, they're, they're helping them to move on, right? Because they want grace. They want a funeral. They want contrition. They want to show that they have sincere, complete remorse, right? So I thought that was pretty cool. And the ovelus, so, so Zach says spirits just need to talk about things. And through their investigation and the ovelus, it helps them you know, come through and get what they need and they, so that they can move on. So Zach then gets an EVP on his digital recorder that says, yeah, Zach, man, yeah, which, you know, is like this ghost agreeing with Zach saying that they are trying to communicate with them and they just need help to move on. And he gets this voice that says, yeah, Zach, man, yeah. So it's like agreeing with him and it's a pretty clear EVP. It's like a class A EVP. So they talk about how that voice just validated what they were trying to do. So Zach says he's in the screaming room and he talks about how he imagines the spirit is finally thinking like someone understands me and that they just want to help them to move on. So Jay then finds a prayer of grace because remember, grace had come on the obelisk too. It says grace and funeral. So Jay finds a prayer of grace. So over the walkie-talkie, he reads this prayer. And Zach, in the screaming room, Zach talks about how Jay is so instrumental in these investigations, especially when he's at nerve center because, you know, he's great at finding information and doing these things. And like I've mentioned before, Jay is great as far as like rituals and, you know, history and things like that. And, and I'm just like, yes, that's what I've been saying all along. Jay is awesome. Jay's like the MVP, you know, Jay's like the kicker on the football team. Like no one really appreciates the kicker until like they need that extra point, right? Because like it can make or break the game. So I appreciate the kicker. I appreciate football. So like Jay's kind of like that. Like he's this like quiet, unassuming guy, but he brings so much to the table and it, and it comes out in things like these prayers, these rituals, stuff like that. So Jay, you're awesome. Just saying. Okay. So he reads this prayer over the walkie talkie and Zach points out, that it was probably really good that he said this prayer over the walkie-talkie because he was saying the prayer over the electromagnetic field, you know? And so the electromagnetic field, the prayer being in the electromagnetic field, helped them to, like, understand it, to hear it and understand it. And then the ovelus says, heard. I just got goosebumps just saying that right now. The ovelus said, heard and justice, which is so cool. And then Billy says, he's holding the ovelus, you know, he says that the whole time he's feeling these chills. And then after that, he had this feeling like it's done. They helped, like they said this prayer and it helped. One last bit of evidence that was super amazing that they caught. They had a camera running in, I'm not sure what room this was in, I can't remember, but they catch this little blinking light anomaly on the camera and it's hovering about six feet from the off the ground and they said that's maybe like the same height that captain would be like about six feet and maybe this is him moving on manifesting himself or like saying like hey 
thank you and moving on because, you know, he felt a lot of remorse for completing suicide and he needed someone to hear him. A lot of times people just need to be heard and that would go for a spirit, a spirit, especially if someone who felt so alone or lost that they had to, you know, die by suicide. Like that's just the ultimate way of just saying like, I, no one understands me and I'm done. This is, this is it. So maybe that little light was the captain kind of giving acknowledgement and saying like, Hey, I'm outie guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks for all you do. So then Zach just wraps up the screaming room by saying that he likes to show everyone how they really are in real life and how, you know, they're goofy and silly and they're real folks and they they have as much fun as they do collect evidence, you know, as much seriousness, as, as much serious business they do collecting evidence. They also have a lot of fun and can be silly and goofy and that's exactly why I love these screaming room episodes because it shows exactly that shows that side of them which is fantastic and I just love it and I just so there'll be a new screaming room next week and I can't wait it's gonna be so much fun and uh, yeah so that was episode 22 of the I love ghost adventures podcast Thank you again for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. It was so much fun for me. Uh, I loved the episode. It had so much great evidence um, and had so much fun with the guys. Although I don't didn't get to know what snacks they're eating. That's okay. I can live with that. And um, yeah, thanks a lot, everyone. I hope you're all staying safe, wearing your masks, doing your social distancing. It, this pandemic is still out there and still it's still spiking in some states. So just be responsible. You know, you do need to get outside and get some fresh air, but just wear your mask, okay? Just go for a walk, go for a run, go for a bike ride, whatever, but wear your mask and use your social distancing, okay? And be responsible and respectful of everyone. And that's it. Whether you're living or dead, you deserve so you deserve respect. And everyone wants to be heard. That's what that's we, the takeaway from this episode. Everyone wants to be heard, and they appreciate it. Okay, thank you again. Um, please send me an email at I love Ghost Adventures Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, again, that's all spelled out. I love Ghost Adventures Podcast at gmail dot com, or tweet at I love GAC Podcast. That's at I love GAC Podcast. Please subscribe, like, comment, do all those great things wherever you get your podcasts because it helps other people find the episodes. It's all this analytics stuff that's behind the scenes. So please do all that stuff and tell your friends, tell your friends who love ghost adventures about this podcast. And I hope they will love it, love this podcast too. Okay, that's it. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate it. And I'll talk at you later. Okay, bye-bye.